0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Good News Podcast. And today we're going to continue our Unsung Hero series. And this is someone who, in some ways, is not unsung at all. In fact, in fact, many people in Brampton, um, in the music arts community, will will know Carmen Spada. But in some ways, he is unsung. Certainly a hero to me because he does so much behind the scenes work, so much work underground that I, I, we just got really deep into that today. And I appreciate. I think you will too. The hard work that he does to lift up the arts, to lift up musicians, to give people a platform. A Especially local Brampton talent. This guy's got energy. He's got vision. He's got passion. I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. I, we cover a lot of ground, including how musicians are, or maybe aren't sometimes compensated well enough. I think you're going to enjoy this one, friends. Faster seatbelts. Get ready. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Good News Podcast. And uh, we have a... This, this This is an amazing, amazing person. I'm so excited to have a conversation with. This is Carmen Spada. Carmen has done incredible work in our city for, for many, many years around art and culture and music. And Carmen, let's just dive into that because... You have a passion for bringing all of that to our city, and have been working that for years. I just want to say thank you. Really appreciate the work that you do. Many times I've shown up at a concert or seen you working and appreciate. It, or hey, Carmen organized this, and like mm. what an amazing thing! So thank you for 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 one. Do um, love to hear kind of where that's come from and what that's all about. Vote yeah, for sure. You. Well, yeah.
1: Pastor, thank yeah. Pastor. Thank yeah. you uh, for for having me here, and 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 the guys behind the guys and gals yeah. behind yeah. the camera um, who are who are making this opportunity possible. Absolutely. I mean, we're in the the uh, basement of North Brampton yep. United Church here. And yep. and you guys have done wonderful work in the community for many years. Mm. But I think what a lot of people in the community don't know is that you've transformed a mm. portion of your basement yeah. into a professional soundproof recording studio. Mm. And uh, I know in COVID that you mm. guys really set the bar for live streams, especially in this mm. city. I, I know there's a lot of other churches that, uh, we're trying to make that pivot mm. and what you were able to do with again the, hmm. the team behind that oh. camera with your yeah. 4k uh, angles and and your multi cameras and your hmm. and your sound mixing and it's coming up from the sanctuary into the yeah. basement and rerouting you guys set the bar, Thanks, and uh, my yeah. understanding is that 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 helped you get the studio going. For sure, at yeah. um, Nightlight Studios. Yep. That the, yeah, exactly. And Nightlight. so yep. the only professional recording studio in our city, hmm. Canada's what ninth largest city, and we've got a, a full uh, full blown professional recording hmm. studio here, soundproofed. Pro team, uh, they're Apple guys, which I'm okay with. I have, I mean, we're, that's the standard. <laughs> yeah. um, and so congratulations oh, to thanks. you for, for what you're doing as a church, but also for what you're doing for our arts and culture community yeah, absolutely. Uh, by filling a void that doesn't exist. Oh. So thanks for having me here today, happy for to sure. be here. And uh, you know, you're talking about a little bit what I've, what I've done. Um, a lot of uh, what I have so just quickly. I'm a, yeah. I'm, a I'm a pianist, yeah. jazz pianist, composer, um, educator, and I also play accordion. Grew up Italian, so I have to be able to play <laughs> that nice. music. But uh, in 2017, um, I well back in 2014, I really saw a void in the city for a jazz festival. Jazz festivals have become this kind of um, knee jerk festival coast to coast. You get a lot of smaller cities that are running them, or their excuse for what they think a jazz festival is. And you know, I got playing mm. on some of them, and I realized we could do something better Mm. um, in Brampton. I mean, being such a big city, having the space, having the arts high schools feed into that. Um, But the issue is that in 2010 and 2011, there was a for-profit organization from Toronto that tried to run a jazz festival in Brampton. Mm. And they were for-profit, which meant they didn't have to provide any sort of auditing or answer Mm. any questions, whatever. And the previous councils and and culture and everything were awarding these, these, uh, they weren't necessarily grants. They were, they're almost like just, contracts okay. to the for-profit to run the event and it folded after two years. Mm. So there was kind of this stigma uh, at, a, at a city level that mm. jazz doesn't work because we tried it and, and, it, and it, it just won't work because mm-hmm. it didn't work. And I, I thought, well, what were the oversights? What was the community engagement? What was the multicultural aspect mm. of it? None of those questions had really been asked. All we knew is that it didn't work. Hmm. So in 2014, I started putting this this business case together to try and uh, bring a festival to to Brampton. Cool. And in 2017, we finally got uh, awarded a community grant through the city's uh, community grant program. Hmm. And the idea was that we would kind of have to agree to be one of the last festivals of the year in the city because we are a festival city. Hmm. We're very busy with festivals. Um, so we chose the weekend after Labor Day, always okay. the second week of September. Nice. And so uh, <clears throat> my... Our co-founder is uh, Joe Asensio. You may know uh, JN uh, Realty. Joe and Nina, it was Joe and Nina Asensio, Now it's JN Realty. They're uh, you know been bro- uh, real estate agents for over twenty years. Joe's nice. a broker of record. He had an office downtown Brampton, um, and I was introduced to him um, as a musician. And Joe is just again your passionate guy who's got all the bells and whistles. You know, and, and putting all his heart and soul into be being a great musician. But he's a real estate agent first. You know, and and so he's uh, trying to get over that hump. And so he brought that that business. Uh, model to our organization. Oh. I brought the artistic vision and yep. the professional contacts and uh, we incorporated as a non-for-profit called Be Jazzed. Mm. And so the incorporation process was in order to get the community grant funding to run the festival. Mm. Uh, that was our goal was just get out of that first year alive, run nice. this event. Yep. And here we are, you know, six uh, six years later, um, now known as the largest curator of live music in the city of Brampton. Really? In 2022, we ran over 160 events. In 2022, we opened out of COVID in March. So we had nine months of like wow. you know, back to normal life. Yeah. And we ran more events in nine months that we than we had run in any year previous. Holy cow. That was a full open year. Wow. 27, 18, 20 or 2017, 2018, yeah. 2019. So um, yeah. So we 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 book uh, a lot of stuff beyond jazz as well because we're just known as curators Curious. now. Okay. So uh, we're running a summer series uh, that's actually um, hosted by the Downtown Brampton BIA that we curate. Uh, your daughter Leah played yeah. last year; she's playing again this Saturday. By mm. the way, Downtown Brampton, mm. fantastic singer songwriter, great uh, musician Leah Holtum. <laughs> we've God. got her five piece band yeah. this yeah. year. Last year we had her kind of solo, but we got her five piece band, so it's going to be good. Um, but you know, we're, we're, we're curating, we're putting all these different musicians in these opportunities yeah. to get paid because there really are no. Very few paid opportunities for professional Absolutely. musicians yeah. in the city of Brampton. Yeah. So, we are happy that as an NFP, as a non-for-profit, we can be that conduit to getting the musicians into opportunities to mm. play and be compensated yeah. when there's not much of that opportunity yeah. here. So, we run the festival Huge. still, World of Jazz yeah. Festival, yeah. Uh, our seventh festival in six years coming up September 9th and 10th, 2023. We were awarded uh, one of the top 100 festivals in Ontario in 2022. Mm. First festival out of COVID, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in addition to yeah. that, we have all of our regular programming. Uh, Keenan's Irish Pub, we run a, a, a jam session once a month. We have live music on Friday nights at the Brampton Golf Club. We used to do Sundays at J-Red Restaurant. Okay. Um, we have, uh, myself, I play accordion at Vesuvio's downtown Brampton every Friday night. We've got the downtown Brampton series running Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays. Wow. Uh, Rose theater we've got four concerts coming up starting in in the new season in September. So it's uh, yeah, we're really busy. It's and that's amazing. that's just become a another facet of what I do. yeah, you know, that's i I'm the artistic director of this non-for-profit, which runs all that stuff and which is already in addition to my schedule of being a professional musician, yeah, playing and teaching. So, you know, I'd love to
0: talk about because those are two quite different roles. yeah, before we do, um a couple things you say, Curator of music. What what is what does that mean? A curator of music. Curator basically just just like a museum
1: curator. Here are your okay. four walls, yeah. and we're going to pick a theme: French. Okay. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean French Renaissance? Does it mean French contemporary? Does it you know? Okay, and so through with your board and with yeah. your advisors, you 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 start with a, a large concept and then you whittle it down to be very specific. Mm. So um, when we're asked for the Downtown Brampton series, for example, you know four, uh, four bands a week, three nights, multiple locations you know what can you do okay well what's the priority local brampton we need our local professionals and you know semi professionals mm-hmm. hobbyists yeah. you know uh who are good musicians who aren't necessarily making a living at it but mm-hmm. very good musicians they need compensated opportunities. Sure. you know yeah, yeah. so who are those musicians what yeah. skill set are they at where are we going to feature you know like i always say you don't have the Toronto Marley's playing on Air Canada Center yeah. ice for a reason. And yeah. and and you have to be aware of those kind of things. Who belongs where? Um okay. to, yeah. to properly respect both their ability yeah. and the location and the listener. Yeah. You want yeah. that audience to understand that they're not going to get the same thing on a main stage as they would get in a laneway. Got it. You know? Okay. So it, yeah. it's being sensitive to the whole theme, the whole yeah. concept of what you you're delivering yeah. uh, for your client, whether yeah. it's the city, whether it's a, a, a you know, the Brampton Golf Club, the Brampton Golf Club is private. You know, it's, you can't just walk, you and I, you know, know, 30 handicaps or 20 handicaps, whatever. We can't walk on and play around there. uh, That's private. So they have an expectation of, you know, dress code and musicians and style and volume. And so that's what a curator is. We're literally delivering, you know, specific products to those clients through music uh, and ensuring that the compensation is as fair as possible. One of the challenges is that, you know, most, even if you're born and raised musician in, 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 in Brampton or or you have roots here or you live here at some point in time, you're going to do the most of your work in the city, yeah, in Toronto. Yeah. And so obviously those rates are going to be a lot higher than what you're going to necessarily get in Brampton. Yeah. So a bit of a challenge is that we have musicians either back and forth or the Toronto musicians expecting similar pay. And what we're saying as the non-for-profit, as a curator, we're saying, I think we're getting there. Sure. And yeah. what that takes is year over year commitment Absolutely. to these projects. Yeah gets community awareness that we need those sponsors we need those people coming out and supporting and seeing the value yeah. um to hopefully get those those pay rates to where they need to be especially post-covid yeah yeah, yeah. um when everybody sees all this inflation everywhere else and their salaries aren't necessarily moving yeah. the same no, way I,
0: I agree i just want to say thank you I mean, this is part of a series that's got podcast series yeah. over the summer called unsung heroes and i know in oh, some ways you're not unsung because people know you. a lot of people know you in our city but in some ways i'd say you're unsung and that you're doing that underneath underground work that's really important that isn't always appreciated so again I just want to say thanks Carmen As as you mentioned our daughter Leah who is a musician I just see like I'm shocked at sometimes at what people will offer for pay and I just would encourage all of us who are listening and watching this to recognize that when you see someone up there as a professional musician um they have put so much like 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 years of work but also just even to pre- pre- prepare for that gig. Like yeah. they all put so much work in it and that the the compensation that something gets offered, like I just don't think we realize how much, let alone the appreciation we yeah. have. Like you, we're sitting there, you're having a drink, whatever, you're thinking, oh, this is so amazing. I love this. You go yeah. home talk about it. People need to be compensated. So really yeah. appreciate uh, what, what you're doing because I, I think it's it's important. It's really important. It, it blesses us in in huge, huge ways. Right. In huge ways. Correct.
1: And I think it, it, that's a. it's a, just quickly, yeah, is, yeah, it, is, is that we do need, a, a sort of value. I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day. Do does our society in 2023, and I'm not talking about Brampton. I'm just talking about yeah, just the, yeah. North American, especially. Yeah. Does 2023 society and culture have any sort of value on arts and culture? And a value, I mean, a literal, tangible payment method of value, like mm-hmm. you would on an Xbox and a PlayStation that 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 has a, a ticket value, and and people are willing to pay that. Exactly. You know? I think what's happened is that. Um, people will always say, "Well, arts are not sustainable, and it's not a, a you know a respectable career, and you can't live on it, and everything." And I will say, I disagree with that for many reasons. Absolutely, but it has um, gone exponentially worse. Mm-hmm. I think you know, post internet, I mm. would say the last twenty years is when that the, the, that that's taken the biggest hit because mm. now you don't have the recording studios, which are recording the albums, which are selling mm. at you know millions and millions of copies, which are giving you a mm. royalty of that. And then you have a tour, which is giving you money. And then you have royalties from the radio, which, mm. is, so the musician, I'm talking music, especially it's my, my, my industry, the musician had many different um, streams of income on top of whatever extra they did. Mm-hmm. Today, those extra streams, I like to think is kind of what I've done with my career where like, Performing is a stream, but, you know, running a non-for-profit, you know, an artistic yeah. director of a non-for-profit, it's another stream, you know? And then education is another stream. And then, and those, those will all branch out as well. So mm-hmm. performing to me is, you know, jazz music, solo piano, accordion, accompanist, yeah. you know? Non-for-profit is jazz festival, you know, summer series, Rose Theater, whatever. Education is online, private, you sure. know? Yeah. Th- that's how you have to diversify. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I agree with you completely that um I don't think that, we have a wholesome appreciation mm-hmm. for the value. Mm-hmm. And you're right, I've, I've seen some stuff that people post about, you know, really well-known places, either, you know, with stipends yeah. or with sort of yeah. honorariums or with these, the, they use a special language to show that it's, or whatever. Yeah. And that's um, it's
0: tough. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not so, sure how
1: to conquer that yet, but yeah. the
0: awareness. Absolutely. Hey, and let's all commit to being generous wherever yeah. we can, wherever yeah. we're hiring, wherever we're tipping, wherever we're yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And 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 encourage those musicians because we need them. We love them. That's we're inspired right. by them. That's the know? thing. We yeah. all need them. Yeah. For you know, sure. you don't
1: realize you don't exactly. until it's gone. I think COVID really, really exposed that yeah. too, right? Yeah. The live stream just couldn't fill that. No, void and no. if it did we'd still be there yeah you know no. everybody was
0: dying to get back so yeah yeah, no, yeah I'm with you on that one let's go back to you being uh, a pianist yourself mm-hmm. and how did how did that all start how did you did you grow up with music how did how did and it's one thing to dabble like you know a lot of people have taken lessons when they're growing up and mm-hmm. stuff but but God brought you to a very different place with this gift that you've been blessed with. And what's that journey been like? Yeah, no, I, a musician yourself? I appreciate
1: that question because I, I've, I've, in recent years, I guess as a young parent now, you know, with my parents, we've had different conversations and you get a little more sensitive about, you know, we're, especially our ancestry is Italian immigration. Okay. So about, you know, my great grandparents that would have came over and the struggle and, you know, you're talking 1910, you know, and, and, uh, you know, no language, no Google maps and no Serb, and no, you know, affordable housing, you just landed and survive. And and my namesake, the spada side of my family, my grandfather, my great grandfather was uh, Carmen. Hmm. And uh he uh came from Eastern Italy, uh and landed in Sault Ste. Marie. So can you imagine 1910, 1915, eight feet of snow, Sault Ste. Marie, four kids. And he was a fruit peddler. He sold fruit oh my as his full, and th- now can you imagine getting cherry shipments <laughs> in the middle of February or peach shipments? I don't know how he did it, you know, yeah. but he, he ended up owning an eight plex apartment building. He owned two, like he was an entrepreneur. He was yeah. survival, you know, it's part of who we are as Italians in this country and in and, and our blood. And so his son, my grandfather, Romeo Spada, um, again, Sault Ste. Marie and had my dad in the Su sous- I'm um, Carmen Senior, I'm Carmen Junior. My grandfather, Romeo, the 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 story is, is that we don't know where exactly, but he just came home from, from work one day and they, he was living in his father's eight plex apartment building, which had been all stairs. And he bought an upright piano, a Heinzmann upright grand, which are the old style ones that are like 800 pounds, solid wood, you okay. know, uh, when you open the fall board, the lid pops out and he, <laughs> bought this piano used obviously. And my grandmother who just turned hundred in October said that, you know, they had like four movers moving this piano up the, you imagine those flights of stairs in these buildings into this apartment building. And he didn't play, my grandmother didn't play, my great, there's no music on that side of the family. And he bought it with the intention that my aunt, his his daughter would take lessons and learn. Um, And then my father came around years later and the piano was still there. So, you know, my father would take lessons. My father did take lessons and um, in high school he played saxophone and, and some woodwinds and was, he was, he was really trying to pursue professional music. He went to Laurier for try to get a music degree, but he found that the theory and the composition and the harmony really like the, I call it the chemistry of music, the periodic table kind of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, it knocked him out, man. The ear training, he, mm-hmm. he was not so much into that aspect as he was into the performing and the, and the playing, you know? So he, he let it go as a profession and uh, he became a, school teacher and met my mom, mom's school teacher as well. But in the uh, Catholic board, uh, he was a music consultant for 14 schools back in the eighties. So he would, his job was going to three schools a day, you know, um, teaching recorder, doing their plays, (laughs) teaching choirs. Um, and then he got a permanent job, and he was uh, doing musicals every year. So he'd, sp- he'd pick Robin Hood and spend all year. So my dad was like really progressive with what he was doing with his music. It wasn't professional, where say living on it, mm. and his skill set wasn't necessarily you know honed and 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 at that professional level. But he had this like just this pursuit to get as much out of it. Okay. You know, so I was seeing him perform at some level. And then, ultimately, when you're just seeing other performers, you know, and you know everything, rock and roll and jazz, and there's that it, that concept of like, "Well, can I do this too? Mm-hmm. So you take your lessons and all that and try and get better. But um there was always that love of being in front of people, mm. doing it for people, mm-hmm. you know, And uh, I think that's the number one reason why I do any of my music to some capacity is because you're really nurturing uh, somebody absolutely. I mean, as a pastor, you're yep. doing it, obviously in at your pulpit, obviously yep. through God um and we're doing it on at our yeah. altar of, of piano or instrument through
0: music you yeah. know i yeah. think god's absolutely. in both of those absolutely. oh my gosh i totally um, so agree I, i've said to leah since she was little because she could always sing i said god's given you a gift to bless people yeah. and i think there's a there's a simplicity to that but it's also truth doesn't matter you know what level you're at if you have that in your heart like you're that you, you got to enjoy mm. connecting with people and and blessing them with that gift that you've been blessed with mm. yeah
1: my yeah. wife kind of hit yeah. me to this a few years ago she's like you know because obviously very religious, and she said, um, "She said your your instrument is an altar. It is a place of yeah, prayer. Yeah, and and that's hard to like. What does that mean? Prayer is it not? You know, mm-hmm. like it's like. But no, but but if that's what you're called to do, yeah. Absolutely. Like what is a cook? If a yeah. cook is cooking for you know two hundred people in a barracks in a military or in a restaurant, yeah. like that. If they don't do that, mm-hmm. nobody eats. Yeah. If you don't use that gift at that instrument, yeah. nobody's enriched. If uh, you don't preach, yeah. nobody hears the word of God. Mm-hmm. So that's a really like that, that really knocked me wow. you know, down that's a cool. bit and, and keeps it, do, am I a good uh, practicer of that? <laughs> no, I, I fail because I think I get so busy with the administration mm. in all of these different yeah. streams that I don't yeah. feed myself enough okay. and yeah. I don't
0: necessarily feed the community. So sure.
1: I need a lot of work on that, yeah, yeah. but I think that's the right approach. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So
0: Well, it's the question that I was wondering because you you clearly are in both worlds as far as you are administering leading an organization that's enabling other musicians to have a platform mm. curating um that's like awesome uh but you're also a musician yourself mm-hmm. and you play so how do you balance those two um where do you get the most joy or maybe it's a bit of both yeah wh- how do you look at those two different roles that are coming out of the same amazing person
1: yeah i i i don't balance it well and that's what i'm that's okay. what i just highlighted yeah. like and i think my that's uh maybe the the best part about having a wife is that she highlights that the most. It's okay. the person who's pushing the wound sure. all the time. Yeah. is touching the salt in the wound. is her because she's been able to um, acknowledge how much of my emotional and mental state um, is in flux depending mm. on what aspects of the music I'm committed to. Mm. And she'll say, hey, this period, when you were writing, when you had a lot of gigs, when you were on the road, when you, mm. you were like the best all around man. Okay. But this period where you're bookkeeping and curating and administering, like it it just sinks you. So mm. so her challenge is where are you going to cut out that piece okay. for yourself, okay. that personal training time, yeah. that golf? Yeah. Where are you going to cut that out when you're getting sunk in the stuff that you have to do, but is really not healthy for you? Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, very honestly, I, I don't do a good job at that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't really learned how to do that yet. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I, my fault is that I prioritize Both of those worlds, Mm. as like there's no, and that's just my needle. It's always revving. Like there's no, there's no because especially now post COVID, like when the iron is hot, like we went two and a half years like with nothing, you know. And so in a sense, you're also trying to earn back the money that you lost or you never earned or the the debts you have. I mean, that was for our industry. Yeah, like we there was no there was no work. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a lot of students. I mean, I taught at the University of Guelph. So obviously those positions dried up, school was closed, kind of couldn't do it online, like yeah. for what we were doing. Yeah. But all my private studio and even my online studio, I think students of all ages were were really becoming aware that this industry now becomes a hobby. Mm. It's It's not a, say a valid profession, like you were saying it, okay, mm. it was going down, it was getting worse, but COVID just exposed that Like you're dead now in this mm, issue. There's mm-hmm. just not enough money to live on, mm. you know, for the gigs that are paying very little and the rents that are, you yeah, know, a lot up. downtown yeah. Toronto. And most musicians are living there and then yeah. you're commuted. So students were like, well, if I'm paying for a hobby, maybe I'll get my golf lessons back instead of sure. music lessons. Yeah, you know, yeah. maybe I'll go and learn a language. So yeah. it's, it's really taken a knock. And, and like I said, I my, my fault is also my strongest suit, which is like, I've been able to go after the things mm. which say have kept me in the industry, mm-hmm. like that I'm still a musician. I still support my family. I still feed my family on music. Mm. My wife um, was a middle school teacher and eight years ago we had our eldest and she resigned and she said, listen, my point of my education is not to teach others at this point, it's to teach our own kids sure. and raise yeah. our own kids. Yeah. So we went on one income um, for the last eight years. And obviously um, through COVID, I mean, that was, I would say the most trying time of our whole marriage and, and mm. my life at sure. least, because yeah. all of our income, all of our stability always rested on me. Mm. And now like it was 90% of it was gone. Mm. So mm. that, you know, um, I think that's why I push so hard is because I, I believe that, it's almost like the fragility of life, mm-hmm. too. I yeah. mean, we're just anybody's, it didn't have to be COVID, yeah. it yeah. could be anything. Yeah. We're, we just have no guarantee. Yeah, for sure. And the Italian approach, too, is. Uh, you know, you're always thinking about that rainy day. You're always thinking about the future. Yeah. You're always thinking about your kids. Yeah, yeah. And as a parent, well, guess what? That's who I am now. Yeah. I always say like, I'm 39, but I feel 80. Cause I sound like my
0: grandmother. I look like my <laughs> grandfather. Like I'm, I'm acting like them, you but know? But I kind of roll up your sleeves and work hard. That's and, it. Yeah, like, yeah. you know,
1: hoeing tomatoes. And, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate the work you do, man. And and so playing music, it, it feeds your soul. Yeah. Not, it sounds like. So, so ta- tell us a bit about what happens when you play, when you play, when you get an opportunity to just play yourself, practice, when you get a chance to play in front of an audience, what's, what's going on for you? Cause it sounds like that, that is definitely a sweet spot for yeah. you where you're feeling filled and full life yeah. and your soul is, is, is enriched. Yeah. What, what's that? What, what happens for you when you play?
1: Well, I'll tell you, um, I guess as a young person, it was, you know, you're playing classical music and you're playing off a page and people clap and they're nice. And then you learn how to play happy birthday, or you learn a couple <laughs> chords yeah. of a Beatles tune. So as you progress away from say other people's music and get the sense of like, oh, maybe I could do this, write a song, or improvise. Like, like I, I remember being a young person and thinking, how did Beethoven know that those notes worked? I'm mm. taking all these lessons, but mm. I don't know how he woke up and wrote that. Mm. I can't write that. You know mm. what that leads you into in, in for me in my teen years, my early 20s, is was jazz music and improvisation. Mm. Because in improvisation, you are literally composing in the moment. Mm. You're creating something that didn't exist before. And it probably won't exist in the future because it's coming out in real time. Mm. It's like this conversation, cool. we're, we're, yeah. this was not scripted. You're mm. asking me questions. And um, this is all improvisation yeah. in a sense. And you have phrasing, you have emotion, you have louds and softs. Well, when we improvise as jazz musicians or any creative musician who improvises, all of that same thing is coming out. And mm. what would you prefer? Would mm. would we prefer reading this off a of script mm. and say, hey, pastor, I'm really mm. happy to be here. Or you're hitting <laughs> me with stuff and I'm thinking about it. And then I'm going off on a tangent. That's what everybody wants. Yeah, for sure. And it's so real. a yeah. lot of the way I teach as well is, like, is, is music through improvisation. How can you let the music guide your decision-making? Mm. So for me, I build these little challenges on my performances, um, even playing accordion. I'm playing in an Italian restaurant. I'm playing folk songs you know, and even popular songs, That's Amore, Volare, mm. people that, things that they would know. I build in opportunities for myself to improvise because mm. that's myself now being able to say something through music mm. that's original. I can express it that nobody told me. It wasn't pre-conceived. pre, pre uh, mm-hmm. conceived. Yeah. You must yeah. do this, like classical yeah. music. You must, you must, you must. No, I want to try this. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. I mean, you saw me in May mm. at the Fold, yeah. at the Rose that's Theater. That's right, that's right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a unique gig because we're underscoring those authors. Yeah. But- there's many, many, many moments in there where we're carving out opportunities as a band, as a trio, mm-hmm. or as individual soloists to like to improvise and to stretch, create an emotion mm-hmm. that's not on a page. Mm-hmm. And so for me, what keeps me performing and, and the euphoria of the performance is the opportunity to improvise and create original content to hopefully enrich and nourish mm-hmm. that listener mm-hmm. in a way that they say, That was cool. I didn't expect Mm -hmm. that. Why did you do this? Because I've I've come to know over the years that the non-musicians are more sensitive to your decision-making and your output than the musicians. Mm. The musicians will, because we have a level of understanding through ear training, they will tune out, tune in earlier, later, selective parts. They, they it, it's picking and choosing. Yeah. It's like the difference between the cook who goes to the buffet or the buffet lover. Mm. The buffet lover is hitting everything because it's buffet and it's free and get all you can <laughs> in 40 minutes. But the cook is like, nah, I seen that, I'm yeah. not into that. So yeah. I've had better conversations and more um, enlightenment into how to excel my career through the non-musicians. And again, mm. I'll say like, I think my wife has done an amazing job of that, That's that cool. she'll be two-story, we have a three-story townhouse and she'll be on the third floor. And she'll give an opinion about what I'm working on. I'm like, I didn't ask you. And that's why we have three stories, you know? But she is like all into so cool. how it's making her feel. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, you that's know? cool. Like, I, I'm I'm not a musician. Uh, I appreciate music, love music. And I, I think I might fall in the category of talking about because I'm not analyzing what you're doing. I, would, I wouldn't actually even notice if yeah. you missed a note unless yeah. it was like really, really bad or mm-hmm. something like that. But I find myself really enthralled. Like, like he's taking us somewhere. Like, as yeah. always, you can tell. Like, I think even when people are talking to you, you can tell, okay, that's scripted. They got some scripts, yeah. right? But then, oh, they're off script right now. This is interesting. Like, it's just another love of interest. And I I feel, like I feel that too sometimes when I'm watching uh, musicians. Like, oh, this they're going off on this. They're, they're taking this someplace. And you could just see, feel, yeah. an experience that's really, really Four years cool. ago, I read
1: a book called Free Play. Steven Nachmanovich, I think, is the author. It's called nice. Free Play. And it's all about um, improvisation in the moment. And mm-hmm. he used a quick analogy and he said... If, have you ever gotten lost in a city as a tourist or as have you ever gotten lost? And if you've gotten lost and like, I always think about like Rome, I was walking in Rome and yeah, I did get lost. Mm. And what happened? Now you're lost. You want to find your way back. But what happened along the way you saw an artist then you talked mm-hmm. to that person, then you saw this restaurant you stopped in, then you saw something you didn't script. And all of a sudden you may have got your way back, but that new little journey only happened because you got lost. Yeah. Well, that's improvisation. Yeah. Right, you're setting yeah. off on something. It didn't work out. You explore all this other stuff, and you go, "Well, did we really make a mistake? Yeah. Like, what what is yeah. the actual answer to all of yeah. it? The answer to it all is to have the courage to do it. Exactly. Yeah. And and the yeah. most important lesson I, I give my students of all abilities mm-hmm. and all styles, j- jazz, classical, whatever, is you have to find the courage mm-hmm. to say, "I'm going to close this book and I'm going to play." Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna close my eyes. I'm gonna play. I've got you know this wedding, and I've got to play this ten minute introduction before we play Amazing Grace or Here Comes a Bride. Yeah. And I'm gonna put this out there. Mm. That is jumping off the cliff. That's mm. the bungee cord, yeah. and that's very 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 hard to do because our culture in North America um, educates music through visual through mm. books because that's what sells. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that we have a curriculum, that curriculum is based on books, which are spread over so much amount of time. You'll take exams, you'll pay for the exam, mm. you'll pay the teacher, you'll pay yeah. the book and you keep paying the system because there's no gigs, there's no yeah. paid opportunities. Yeah. So let's make money through sales. Mm. And when you go to India, when you go to Asia, that is not how music music is holistic. It's, it's like therapy. Mm. You move on once you can mimic your tutor, once you mm. can mimic your teacher, because we're training through the ears. Mm. So we do a disservice here. Um And again, that's a long tangent, but I, I yeah. like to say in my studio, it's always uh, oral. A-U-R-A-L is the word yeah. for, uh, we always think oral, but yeah. for ears, it's uh, it's it's yeah. oral as well. And it's the oral education to say, this is an art form for the ear. Mm-hmm. Visual art is the art form for mm-hmm. the eye. Mm-hmm. Don't let your music be reduced to, to sight, mm-hmm. because what happens is the longer you go, your ears shut down, mm-hmm. your brain slows down. But when you're training that really early on, it's like a a well-timed car. Your ears are always engaged. What was that? Where's it going? Where would I, like, that's why listening to music is hard for me a lot of times because I decide when to tune out because I'm exhausted Mm. because I am analyzing everything I heard, what I would have done, where I would have gone, why did they get to that point? It's just, I've I've kind of trained myself for that too because I I knew my ears were so underdeveloped Mm. because we're so visually developed that I've gone too far the other way. Mm. But that was a proud skill of mine. I wanted to, I wanted to go at it that hard. Cause mm. I felt like those formative years, seven to eighteen, nobody was training my ear. Mm. You know, and I went to university mm. and I, you know, at 18, you're sitting beside a 16-year-old on full scholarship with perfect pitch. And I'm going, what is perfect and what is pitch? Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. so that university was the whole knocking me down and saying, wow, I got four years to trying and get myself as heavy as I can to get out in that real world. You know, mm. I, that, that's where I really saw my limitations. Mm-hmm. Was going to, to music school. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'm glad you did. <laughs> yeah. and if anyone gets a
0: chance, it's it's a it's a gift. It's a pleasure to oh, listen man. to you, man. Um, Thank you, man. You talked about let's let's go back to the World Jazz Festival, and you, you mm. mentioned about just winning awards. I'm what what I'm just curious. What makes a good jazz festival? What what are the pieces? What are the elements? What would people expect if they came? Um, yeah, what are you shooting for? What are you working at when you're putting together the jazz festival?
1: yeah well, you're you're asking the right guy because as the artistic director, you know uh, the priority is number one, who and what is on the stages. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, everybody's coming to hear those musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, that whole schedule for us, it's two days, seventeen to twenty ensembles, hundred and twenty to hundred and fifty musicians, thirty technicians, you know, six figure event, mm-hmm. um, free to the public. Um that gets um on top of the musicians that you've get a family fun zone, you get food trucks, mm. you get you know um kids stuff to do um but my priority, and this is kind of you know a challenge that we have in in working with a board and working with other democratic positions, is that are we do we all agree that these stages and who's on these stages have to be the priority, you mm. know, and that they have to be the best at the price at the budget that we've set Sure. Hitting a demographic, you know, over 60% of all of our bands are either musicians originally born here or residing here. We have a model, we have a mandate that we have to deliver that much Branton programming on our stage. That's cool. So That's that cool. back to a point we made a little earlier, so that we are compensating yeah. either residents, former residents, born and raised, to know that you can get paid for your work in mm-hmm. Brampton. That's amazing. You know? So I will say very respectfully, does that affect, let's say, a lot of the choices you would, if we didn't have that, then Mm. yeah, now we can go out and just, you know, call the best musician. But but we've decided to not do that Mm -hmm. so that we can prioritize our city and our professionals who don't have those opportunities. So we don't see that as a, as a step down. We see that as a mandate and as a vision that, that, that we prioritize. Mm -hmm. So it's, to answer your question it's the the quality and the skill of the musicians that are on stage it's prioritizing our musicians and our residents first and it's you know showing through a great board great decisions and great delivery that that we are this organization B jazz is born and raised and residing in the city of brampton our mm. decisions are for the good of the city mm. our event is an admission free event you know um we we are here for for our residents, we're oh. here for our patrons, our sponsors and our listeners, mm. you know? And 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 we're called the world of jazz because two reasons. Number one, the word jazz doesn't mean today what it meant a hundred years ago. Mm. And that was something we, we we went up against when we tried to bring the festival, tried to bring a festival back to the city was, oh, we tried jazz and it doesn't work here because they had a very limited understanding mm. of, what, of what jazz is. So the word jazz is interpreted multi uh, globally now because uh, through multicultural interpretation so mm. you have you know musicians in lebanon you have musicians in israel you have indian musicians who are who are exploring jazz music through improvisation and rhythm mm. and then adding their multi their cultural mm. influences to the music so oh. you have the two facets of jazz which is rhythm and improv but you have the cultural influence nice. so we said we will highlight uh, the multicultural influence cuz we are Canada's most multicultural city mm. but we will also highlight the the definition of the word jazz around the world awesome. to show that it's not just what you may think it is mm-hmm. so that's how we got to the title and um as i said we're uh, cool. you know we did two two festivals in covid 2020 and 2021 and where the where the lockdowns happened uh, both years we were in that period where we were able to have yeah. live yeah, and outdoor. The, the fall
0: tended to be okay. Yeah, it was yeah, open it was for a bit.
1: So we got our hundred people. We got our 200 wow. people live and outdoor. We got our patios. Wow. Um, And then we got our live stream. So we did hybrids. Amazing. And I would say we're one of the only festivals in the world that didn't cancel. So many either canceled yeah. or went a hundred percent live stream. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't. And- uh, testimony to our oh. board and to our group and to all of you, to right our patrons, on, to our sponsors, yeah. to our listeners, to our audiences, and to to the city of Brampton for supporting yeah. us and giving us a chance- Awesome. To be on our feet, to stay alive and to deliver. And uh, September 9th and 10th, Gage Park. At Gage Park, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, oh. worldofjazz.ca. Uh, we, we're about two weeks out from launching our schedule. Nice. August 1st is our official uh, festival launch, but uh, we're just sending our offers out now. And uh, you, so the not-for-profit is bjazz.ca and then the the festival is featured at worldofjazz.ca and uh yeah it's 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 you know the festival especially be, became such a passion project in the beginning mm. and then uh it became like a especially with covid it became this huge burden mm-hmm. and coming out of covid it's come back to that passion project because i mm. think covid threatened all of us like we saw we could have lost yep. everything, everything. Because, and so maybe that's God's way of saying, like, again, be thankful. Wow. Fragility of life yeah. today, yeah. you know, and these aren't opportunities that. So I'm, I'm back to being like, this is uh, the greatest thing, you know. It's cool. just, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's yeah, so. awesome.
0: Well, we uh, we encourage everyone to go down and check it out. I know I can't wait to uh, to be there. Thank and, you, and uh, let's bring. Let's support this this culture that yeah. we want to bring to our city yeah. and uh, enjoy it together. I love it. Love it. Thank Let's you. finish with a little good news podcast, uh, Rapid Fire. For oh, good. Okay. okay. All right. Best thing going on in your home, and your family these days.
1: Well, it's funny. We're two days out. I just, uh, my <laughs> yeah. wife and I, well, my wife bore our fourth child. Awesome. Uh, on, uh, what's today? Today's Tuesday, on Friday night. That's amazing. So we're three days out from that. So... Uh, uh, we've got, uh, yeah, a little girl, another little girl. And oh. uh, so it is it is the best thing, seeing the rest of the kids kind of uh, you know galvanize yeah. around her and, yeah. and seeing my wife feel really excited too. So absolutely the family right Beautiful. now.
0: Beautiful, love it. Best thing going on in, in your neighborhood community space.
1: Um you know we're residents of Mount Pleasant Village, mm. which is uh, west side of, of of Brampton and we have just an unbelievable neighborhood. We have the library there we have the skating rink in the wintertime yeah. we've got our two-way all day go service now so we can go to the Jays nice. on Sundays nice. uh, for Junior Jays Sundays. my kids love that. Uh, we've got a lot of little boutiques and, and uh, pizza and barbers and coffee shops down there. Uh, a lot of young families, tons of young families out there. Obviously our church is out there. Uh, the Old Pro Driving Range, I have a membership there, yeah, which yeah. is going stale this year, but uh, we love Mount Pleasant Village and uh, and for what it does for our young families.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Last one, best thing going on in our world these days?
1: You know, uh, I think I'll call it just a chance, the Mm. chance to, Mm. to do like, wake up today and you have a chance. I just, again, I always say about the fragility of life and good health. And, you know, the fact that we are in a country that we have stability, that we can wake up and we don't have military occupation. And we, we have a chance, Mm. Mm -hmm. you have a chance to do something. I, I, I was a big athlete as a young guy. And I always had those my anxieties as an athlete was the time running out on the clock. Mm. You always want that one more play, you mm-hmm. want that one more opportunity, mm-hmm. and you hear the pros talk about that too, right? When their sure. goals shorter. Yeah. And for me, I have so many things I want to do with my career, and I feel like I'm just running out of time. Mm. You know, my kids are getting older, I'm getting older, mm-hmm. and I get down on myself for what I didn't do ten years ago or twenty years ago. So I'm I'm most thankful. I think the best thing in our world for, is that everybody, in their own capacities, they have a chance. Mm. And I would say just. Just do it, whatever yeah. it is. No right point on. of the fear, no point of the anxiety. Uh, be not afraid. Yeah, There's right chance. on,
0: man. Right on. You could be a motivational speaker. Your <laughs> musicianship, my man. Anyway, really appreciate you. Thanks, Carmen, so Thank much. Thank you, for, Pastor. Thanks hey, for having always, me. Always, man. Always. Yeah, yeah. Friends, thanks so much. Wanted to s- offer a prayer to close and mm. just pray for you and this uh, beautiful growing family that God has blessed you with as well as all that you're doing in our city, Carmen. Yeah, let's, let's, Thank you. let's pray before yeah, we go. sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank you, just just for the the incredible passion. Um, we you can feel it as as Carmen uh, speaks about about music, about art, about jazz, and and the why behind it all to to bring people together, to bring blessing. I really believe that when he and others uh, play, that you are working through them to to bless us all. And so we we thank you for for these incredible gifts. Uh, bless Carmen and his. His family, uh, may they continue to um, enjoy one another and feel your love in their home. We we pray for the the jazz festival and the many events that happen through B Jazz um, every every week here here in our city and beyond. Just thank you for the the blessing that they are, the work that they're doing, and just continue to give them great joy in all that you've called Carmen and his team to do. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thanks, Pastor. Yeah, thank so you much. for having yeah, me. For sure. And thank you, everybody, for being a part of the conversation today. God bless you and be with you, and certainly hope to see you again real soon. Man, I, I just love, love love, him. I love that conversation. I love that, the exploration of what it means to sort of play the notes, you know, from your eyes uh, on the page but then also what it means to listen with your ear when you're playing music and really be courageous enough to improvise, to kind of go where you're not even sure where you're going to go. And I, I don't know about you, I, as I said in this conversation, and as many of you who, who know me will know, I, I am I am not a musician, uh, but I love music. And I know when I'm watching when I'm listening when I'm at an event like that and you can just tell that we're going someplace like this is uncharted territory. There's there, you know, don't not sure where this is gonna go, but it's cool. Like there's this experience, this almost this intimacy that he experienced together. I, I just I love the way Carmen expressed that, this experience and feeling that music can bring. Clearly he has an incredible gift. If you have not seen or heard Carmen play, I hope you get to one day. In fact don't forget the jazz festival second weekend every July Gage Park here in Brampton. I know I'm going to be there. I'm hoping to bring some people, and hope you will go as well. You can find more information bejazz.ca, worldofjazz.ca. But uh, this is definitely worth supporting and uh, encouraging this this beautiful gift of music in, in our city. I gotta say also, I I, I don't want to don't want to miss this piece of of Carmen's life. There was definitely a, a wrestling um, I felt I heard with with where to focus his time and energy um definitely being a curator uh, one who is lifting up others and enabling others which which I think is really cool but also having more time for his own music for playing himself and uh yeah just just many of us i think might be hearing this and and thinking maybe it's not music maybe it's a different industry or a different area that you're in but just that 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 struggling sometimes to continue to balance our life in in and really really spend time on the areas where we where we are filled up where we are most passionate and uh, so just encourage us all to uh, pray for carmen as he as he wrestles with that but also maybe think about our own lives too and where god is leading us because we're always being led uh, all the time we're in good we're in good hands i do say i love i love the commitment that carmen has to lift up musical artists and and help them there's a sacrificial love in that that's uh that's really beautiful and i, I certainly caught that and, and hope you hope you did too this is a guy that's uh spending his life making the world a better place in the uh, in the areas and ways that god has uh, blessed him and able him to do so so just really really appreciate that and uh hey uh, yeah, we got an unsung hero i'm so glad we're doing this guys don't forget uh, those unsung heroes in in your life reach out uh, send them a note, encourage them, appreciate them, give them thanks, acknowledge them, because uh, that's what makes the world go. And God's working through them every single day. God's working through you every day as well. So thanks for who you are and uh, and what you do. Thanks for being a part of this, this conversation, the good news podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, good news with Jamie Holtham. And uh, please, uh, if you listen to an episode, if you watch an episode, maybe even this one, um, and you think of somebody who might like it as well, please share it with them. That's the way that we can share good news, uh, just something as simple as that. So appreciate you, love you, value Thanks so much for being a part of this. God bless you. Hope to see you again real soon.